Coming up on the program today, we'll be talking about Beyonce and all that crazy shit with the Super Bowl. And in the second segment, uh, I have a long sit-down with comedian John Heffron. The Kramer Show is coming up in a second. We're really serious about growing the show, and we can't do that without you. If you like what you're hearing, and let's be honest, who isn't, then take a few seconds to post a link to the show on your Facebook and Twitter. It would be a huge help. If you have a comment about The Kramer Show, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Kramer Radio. K-R-A-M-E-R-R-A-D-I-O. This is The Kramer Show. System activate. This is Kramer Uncut. Raw, honest, and real. Welcome to the show. What up, my love? My little hot mamacita. How are you? Uh, this is the second show on Stitcher. And if we keep getting hits like we got the other day on the first show, uh, we're going to be in business. Hey, Gene, will you turn the Facebook off? Because I, ca- I can't sit here and do the show with Facebook on. Please don't make me get angry. <laughs> Please. Just turn it down, man. We're in a we're in a professional studio, and you have control, so turn it down. Um, so we're trying to do the show, and um, uh, I I hate asking for money. Lie. And actually, I don't. I really don't. Actually, now that I think about it, it's just a donation, and you go to my website, and there's a Patreon button. Um, so if you like what you hear, what I want to do is grow the show into more, because right now we're averaging about two shows a week, uh, and I want and 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 I want to do more. I'd love to be able to do the show every day and do it for a longer period of time, but, but <clears throat> I can't justify that time if I'm not making some kind of coin on it. And I trust me, I don't I don't give a shit about being get, trying to get rich from doing a podcast or, or anything like that. That's not my intentions. Uh, my intentions are to grow the audience to like this crazy size. Uh, and I'll continue to, you know, to work on that. But uh, I mean, they're just, you know, in, you know, $1, $3, $5, $10, whatever. It's all there. Kramershow.net. Uh, K-R-A-M-E-R. Kramershow.net. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of outlining the show today. And I realize that uh, I have a lot to bitch about, and it reminds me of a time where um, I was doing talk radio, and the program director, uh, I got off the air one day, and, and by the way, in radio, this happens all the fucking time. You get off the air, uh, and, and the program director goes, hey, come here, and you go in their office, and they, they go, close the door, and you're like, God damn it. Every day I get this. See, that's one of the beautiful things about podcasting is and doing the show online is that you don't have any of that you don't have some douchewad program director that has to justify his job by calling you into his office and talk radio is the worst because the, i mean they they overanalyze everything you say and every opinion oh yeah some guy call, calls me in his office and he goes um what are you so angry about what do you have to be so angry about i said Look around. There's plenty to be angry about. It was like, well, this is not where radio is heading. Talk radio, uh, you know, it's it's old. You know, the the 
the angry white guy thing is played out. And, you know, in my, and I didn't, and I was like, well, I could have this argument, but I'm not going to win it. So whatever. But in my head, I'm thinking, no, the problem is, is that there aren't more people that are angry. And see, either, so here's what, here's what I say about Donald Trump. Either you absolutely love him or you absolutely hate him. There is no in between. And one of the reasons why, at least I think, is that when people get angry, sometimes people get really uncomfortable with that. They don't like that. They don't like when somebody talks plainly. And I'm not saying that Donald Trump is our savior and that even I would, not even if I would vote for him, that's, you know, not saying that. I'm just saying there is a difference in someone who's always agreeable and then someone who says, hold on a second, this is fucked up. We live in a country where we have open borders in a country post 9-11, and we're letting people come over here inside our country that we don't even know who they are, where they are. They're not documented in some way. Plus, they're sucking off the, the titty, and they're, they're causing, you know, they're raping us for billions of dollars every year. That's fucked up. And you know what? I'm mad about it. So I'm going to do something about it. You know, so that plain language, people sometimes don't like to hear. Uh, again, I go back to why I'm doing the podcast is because it's the only it's the last it's the last bastion of freedom of speech. Sadly. All right. So um, here's the thing. Beyonce goes into the halftime show uh, and I'm like, OK, first Okay, first of all, first of all, it was terrible. Beyonce lip syncing, Coldplay lip syncing, and that other uh, Bruno Mars guy. Ah, oh, it was terrible. But now th- there's a rally planned uh, after what Beyonce did on the Super Bowl. And by now, if you haven't heard about it, there's probably no reason for you to be listening to this show. But a quick recap: um, she goes into the uh, Super Bowl, uh, and her dancers form X, and one of her songs that she sang said, My Daddy Alabama, Mama Louisiana, you mix that uh, Negro with that Creole, make a Texas banana, or Bama, rather. And then it says, I like my baby hair with baby hair and afros. I like my Negro nose with Jackson 5 nostrils. All right, that was that was part of the song. All right. My daddy Alabama, mama Louisiana. You mix that Negro with that Creole, make a Texas Bama. So now people are saying that they're offended by that performance, and. Now they have a rally planned. It's an anti-Beyonce rally. Um, And then that is being countered with calls for the the singer supporters to get in formation. Formation, I guess, is one of the songs by Beyonce. And her big-ass thighs that could crack coconuts. I bet you those big fat nasty thighs of hers i bet you she could crack two two coconuts at the same time i guarantee it 
like if she were to lay down sideways and you put the coconuts up there by her snatch area and she were just to get angry or sneeze or something, <laughs> crack. So the <laughs> those in support of hashtag boycott Beyonce are being asked to gather outside the headquarters of the NFL in New York at 8 a.m. on February 16th. Are you offended? This is uh, from their um, press stuff. Are you offended as an American that Beyonce pulled her race-baiting stunt at the Super Bowl? Do you agree that it was a slap in the face to law enforcement? Come and let's stand together. Let's tell the NFL we don't want hate speech and racism at the Super Bowl ever again. And while that video is playing, it's, uh, it's, they're paying homage to New Orleans. And then it shows like Hurricane Katrina afterwards. And then it has a scene of a young black boy in a hoodie right, right by a line of police officers while the words stop shooting us are actually on the wall. Are you kidding me? And, and, and I I can't tell you how much it it, uh, it it's so grating on my nerves because shit like that is race baiting. It is there there is not there is not some movement um, for police officers to take out black people. There is not some movement for police officers to do anything to anybody other than uphold the law. That's it. Point zero 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 nine percent of police officers are the shitty ones uh, who are dirty. You know, and if you live in this country, and by the way, Beyonce again took uh, a police escort into uh, the stadium on Sunday. You know, if you if you were that fearful. Of those evil police officers, then why didn't you hire your own goddamn security to give you, you know, uh, a lift? I mean, look, there is no fight. There's no, you know, there's no, there's no, uh, let me ask you this. Do you feel that there is an offensive movement in America against black people? Do you feel that there is an, an actual offensive movement? Well, the answer to that should be no, there isn't. Where are the groups out there that are talking about uh, anti-black this, anti-black that? Who's trying to keep you from doing anything? Show me. Where where are those people? Where are the anti-African-American, the anti-black marches? Where? Are, are they in Tampa? Are they in Atlanta? Are they in San Francisco? Are they in Seattle? Where are they? There is nothing. There is nothing. You bring this shit up in your head and you get you spend so much time and energy and effort on it that it it, it comes out like this. It comes out in shit like this. You know, Beyonce at the halftime on the Super Bowl. Here's another point. What caused more outrage? What caused and set the, the, the country back more? The nipple of Janet Jackson or the halftime performance from Beyonce? All right. I'll put five seconds on the clock and go.
Time's up. What is your answer? No, it's not a nipple. The nipple didn't do anything. The nipple was this you know, made-up fabrication that somehow all the innocence of all the children that were surrounded by the televisions watching that nipple as it popped out while they were next to Justin Timberlake, when that nipple popped out, all the innocence got sucked out of our children and they became pot-smoking <laughs> pot sexual deviants. As soon as they saw that nipple, and America has not been the same since. No, no, no. What has set America back further? Was it the nipple or was it Beyonce? So we know the answer. So now what happens to Beyonce? Does, does the record label drop her? Uh, does she not get invited back to the White House? Does she not get invited to speak at engagements, to sing at engagements? Does she... Uh, get blackballed from the industry? Well, fuck no. Are you kidding me? Fuck no, baby. <laughs> the label's not going to drop her. Well, who is she on anyway? No one's going to drop her. No, nothing is going to happen because it's accepted in America that an artist who's black can go and do that sort of thing, and we all just have to go, okay. And that's not me race baiting. That's I mean, that has nothing to do with it. I think it's I think it's ridiculous that someone had the balls to do that. So, the invitation that I just read you the uh, verbiage from that they that sparked a uh, a counter protest asking Beyonce supporters to also show up. When is the sixteenth? When is what is today? The tenth? Next week? The Tuesday? I guess right? Yeah. Quote, when black women affirm blackness, black womanhood, they are attacked and silenced, says the posting, which invites women to dress in outfits inspired by the formation video or the Super Bowl performance. This is a counter protest to a racist, ahistorical attack on the Black Panther Party and Beyonce, plus an excuse to celebrate a very awesome song and hashtag black girl magic moment. Huh. If I'm not mistaken, isn't the Black Party, Black Panther Party, the same Black Panther Party that put a um a hit out on George Zimmerman and offered a thousand dollars for his head alive or dead? Remember that? Is that the same okay. Just checking. Um and again, in that song, Formation, yeah, they're saying that that's the song uh, that she sang lip-synced at the Super Bowl. And hey, don't think that that was like some uh, orchestration that, they, they, that she did at the last moment. When, when, they, when they do this stuff at the Super Bowl, they go through a million different channels. How is it that, that it made it to the Super Bowl halftime show? I mean, I mean, really think about that for a second. I mean, you know, as buttoned up as the as the NFL is, and as buttoned up as you know these advertisers, people are paying one. What was it? One point three million dollars for a thirty second spot during the Super Bowl half. Uh, you know, during the Super Bowl. So is is Beyonce's piece of shit performance and this controversy surrounding it? 
Is that going to uh, hinder people from buying Super Bowl ads? Fucking Beyonce. My daddy Alabama, mama Louisiana. You mix that Negro with that Creole, make a Texas Bama. Like my baby hand with baby hand Afro. Like my Negro nose with Jackson This is a Kramer Digital Production. Kramer will be back shortly. We hope you know how excited we are about doing the show. But until we get a massive audience, we're not selling advertising. Until then, though, we need you, the listener, to help the show move forward. You can help out by going to patreon.com slash the Kramer Show. Or you can find a link at kramershow.net. You can even earn rewards for helping the show. More pledged money equals longer shows. Thanks for the support. This is an internet talk show with balls. Checky, checky. Here we go. You mean check on your mic, bro? Check one, two, one, two. Check, check. I don't really talk like this, but. Do the whole interview like that? I don't. That's just. Hi. Hi. How you doing, John? <laughs> that's uh, Keith and that's John. That's great. That's really <laughs> awesome. <laughs> we'll do the whole, the whole one like this. Uh, I tell you, that stand-up comedians, man. Those guys are. <laughs> They're really wacky. Uh, it's a, it's a hood. All right. Little goddamn wacky, crazy people. <laughs> uh, All right. That's uh, it's Kramer. In the studio, let us know John Heffron. John Heffron. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. God, All so, right. Uh, I'm, I'm right? So, it's, it's silly. It's silly. It's oh. whacked out. I am so goddamn preciously happy to have you. Uh, John Heffron is a comedian. Um, what up, dude? How long do you think we could have? Uh, the, here's why oh, we, I could really go with it. I mean, if you, you could have to stayed it, in yeah. the pocket and just did the couple of minutes, man, the weird thing. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I could. I should do that at the next radio interview. Um, you know, just do a character. I I'm bad at characters, but I just do the. Yeah, I don't even know what guy. Yeah, but you know, you, it's you like have the, different styles. I think with with radio and in, you know, if you been around a lot you see how radio changed there was i'm so glad radio was out of that boss jock yeah i mean ra- now listen i don't know oh you, my m- God. you might work with i'm not making i don't know who else no. is on your dial I'm, I'm not doing that but there used to be a time where everybody was like hey we have yeah. shaking legs rock the beaches <laughs> 7 15 15 after 7 48 minutes at the top of the hour 62 degrees outside who can do where did that like where did that come I almost from miss it though like, it's actually kind of, like, I love talking up the post of It's a Weird Habit of Mine sure. of songs that sure. I, I just hear. I'll do it to my wife yeah. while we're in the car. I'll talk up the post, yeah. and I'll try to end. Like, I'll, I'll end. Right I'll at make, the lyrics, right. Yeah, I'll make call letters and stuff. I enjoy doing that, but nobody cares. Oh, no. But, you know, like, when it's I first got into do. radio, I, I'm, I don't know how old you are, but I got into radio in, like, 1989, and my first gig was doing that, you know? Uh, well, I mean, several even after that was doing that. And the jocks, when they would hear you do that, they'd, they'd open up the control room door and they'd give you a high five and they'd go, Postman! 
Postman. We were we were uh, me and my program director were listening to um uh what's his name from New York? He used to be on KTU. Are you familiar with any of the New York? Well, you grew up around like uh, Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Couple songs that um that I hear that are my favorite, and, and I did morning radio in Detroit, but I was Danny Bonaduce's sidekick. Oh, that's right. That's so right. So I don't I don't know how to do you know radio hosts. I, that's why I can never host my own show because yeah. I'm not good. I don't know how to keep things going. I'm a yeah. better. But um, there's a couple songs that even for some reason I just love talking up. What's your favorite? Those uh, songs. It's like 80s type rock or what is it? Yeah, like. Because uh, I like old cheesy stuff. It's got to be and I don't have like, I don't even. Like the Macarena. Uh, fastball. Like fastball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, out of my head. Do you Eight know that seconds. Song? Is, is it eight seconds? I, think like, it's eight I can't seconds. even pull it up I think on my the phone intro fast is like enough eight. to do. But it's just enough. And it has it's just enough uh you know, music Betty. Yeah. To right. um to, to get a lot of stuff in. Yeah. Well nowadays, man, it's uh it's it has, thank God, it's changed and and in a, in a lot of ways radio has changed and in a lot of ra- ways it stayed the same, dude. You know, like when you hear morning shows sometimes, you know, they, they still have that same formula of the chick laughs, you know, <laughs> and then, you know, they do the wacky zinger or whatever. Yeah. So where where, where do or you the, live now? Are or, you in or the, that you said chick laughs or it's usually in uh, ladies. I don't, it's like some radio shows make you do leading questions like as a comic. Oh, right? I got it. Like they like, know so a bit. So then they ask you, you do a bit. So what is it like when you pass a bank? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And kind then they go, hey, it's fun. And the leading questions. Where I get it as a comic, that's kind of, you know, you're there to sell tickets. So I right. get you have to perform. Yeah. But also, I wouldn't mind ever doing that, getting into a bit. If you could promise me somebody in that studio is not going to interrupt me or try to guess <laughs> the punchline or say something. Because that always happens. Really? Really? That always happens. You start to do a bit, and you're like, blah, blah, blah. and then the girl, well, my uh, boyfriend doesn't do that because he, and then you just, you know. I gotcha. You so you're like, you're there to be interviewed. Shut up. And you ask me a Laugh, question. you're going to do it. Let if me you talk. Want, if you want to do it that way. Like, I get it. Because a lot of, by the way, I found the song. Do you have Do you have any big announcements? Uh no, but here let's let's start, hold let's see I can't I'm doing it old school I have my phone up to the microphone. You got what fastball? Ready? Okay, hold on. Hey everybody, it's comedian John Heffern. Listen, all week I'll be at the Toledo Funny Bone. Two shows Friday eight and ten thirty. Saturday we got a show at eight and ten thirty. And don't forget Sunday at seven. Here's fastball. Nah, I didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Having to ask what time the show was messed me up. Cause cause I should have I should have ended with, with the call letters. It should be the very last Well that thing. if we were doing an air check meeting, that's what I would have said. You know, you didn't even start out with the call letters, you know, and you and Those, you didn't end with the call see, now, letters, yes, John. See, now I got uh, so I'm not I didn't really do well with my talk up the post. Danny Bonaducci did not do you well. I did not do But you well. hit the post, bro. <laughs> that's what's important. Postman John Heffron. Now, is it a post now? Sometimes if you hear a song and somebody goes, like, let's say it's Aerosmith, and it's, like, instrumental, and then you hear, oh, woo! Does that count? Like, some guys oh, would dude. be like, if you hear the woo, the song started, you don't get to talk over the woo. Well, in the old days, if, if that Aerosmith song was on a card, uh, the woo would be, they would give you a 13, and then they would have another, 
it would say colon 13, and then they would have another colon number <laughs> when the lyrics start. So oh, you, could yeah, do, I never... you could do double posts. Like you, you say, hey, it's Kicks 106. It's John Heffern coming up. We're going to give away uh, concert tickets to Smashing Pumpkins. Woo! And also coming up, I got the weather and blah, 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 blah. And Kicks 106, and then the lyrics hit. That's how we usually do it. That's awesome. That's terrible. It's it's like it's, it, it's geeking me. There's uh and you know, um he's he's not on this. But there's if people want to see what we're talking about, maybe the best guy I've ever seen. My I used to, I worked with him for like a second in Detroit, and he's been one of those guys. He's probably worked in sixty radio stations. Go if you Google this, uh, it, it's you're gonna be able to remember it. Google JoJo Kincaid. Oh yes, I know, San Diego. I know that. I know and that you'll, name. It's the most incredible thing you'd ever. It's an air check of him talking up the post, but I don't know how he does. It's the most. Yeah. It's the most incredible thing oh, you, you've I, ever seen. You're gonna make me pull up somebody now. No, um, go if you're gonna pull up. Well, no, well, I was gonna. Jojo he, Kincaid in San Diego is the one that I'm fascinated with, and okay. I used to work with him. Um, but I, you know, I was a young kid, and I never realized the art of it. Yeah, not that anyone does did it you, anymore. Did you start out wanting to be a radio guy? No, I was a a, a a comic, and then I got hired to do the morning show as just like the local comic kid. With Danny Bonaducci. So I had no radio experience, and then I did that for five years, and then I never had... You Do know. your headphones work? No, there's it's Son missing. of a bitch. It's I just missing. pulled up some JoJo Kincaid. Hold on. I'll tell you what. I'll turn the mics off so that you and I can hear this while it's playing, but I want to hear... I want to hear a little JoJo okay. Kincaid. All right, we're, we're going to play some JoJo Kincaid with John Heffern. May affect final price. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is it. The beginning of your party music marathon with money in the music. Friday, my attitude is showing. JoJo cooking here on Q. One, six. Write this song down. Word up. This will get you. Yeah, he the right there. Oh, he, he literally goes. He let the song he do let the, the, oh. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Dan. Hold on, let's go back and we'll hear that again. <laughs> That's so funny. funny. <laughs> That's funny. Dude is showing JoJo cooking here on Q. One, six. Write this song down. Word. How many, how many times do you think he had to practice that before he got that I right? I don't. I don't know. How, how many lines did he have to? I don't know. Like I. <laughs> I don't like. Uh, allegedly, I'm. I'm just joking. I, don't, no, but, I have no idea what the what the guys joking about. But um. It's it's pretty amazing. He does that. I can listen to look, what I'll do is I'll do my shows, and if I get in the mood, and because we talked about it today, after my shows tonight, I'll probably be back in my hotel room, and I'll go on a YouTube, and really? I'll, I'll type air checks. And why I'll, are you I, so? Uh, why, why are you, you just, so? I just think it's, a, it's it's uh, like if you were to listen to more of that, it's it's such an art. It is, it, but, uh, but when uh, but it's like, done well. But when to me, I, I hear it and I just. But I, it's your I'm a radio job. guy now. It's but, your job. but I cringe and I'm like, ugh. Because I, I used style. to try to be that guy. Yeah, it's a style. Like, I remember <laughs> the only time I didn't like it was, you know, maybe 30 years ago would be, be the math. Like, if I go to a strip club. Oh, yeah. And the strip club DJ tried to be that guy. That's where it's annoying. That's they where still, I, Don't they still do that? That's they where they I, still, like, I need. Up, I haven't right? been. I, I look at Rick. Rick's like, I don't want to go to the bars. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I Whatever. think that's one of the sad things in life is when you realize, uh, you know, when you see a, a, a dancer, you go, God, there was somebody who did not have a male uh, model figure in their lives. You yeah. start to be at, you reach an age, especially if you have a daughter, where you just think of all the, the things that happen. Or you go, nah, I'm, I would like to buy some electronics. Like you hold <laughs> on to your money tighter and go, why, why am I buying this girl's boyfriend a new sound system for, yeah, you know, so. You, now, uh, that's the bummer about getting older is you. 
realize stuff like that, yeah. right? So it's not fun anymore. You yeah. actually see the uh, how sad it is. Yes. So uh, what's your deal lately? Are you where are you living? I live in Los Angeles. You know, by the way, and uh, this is a compliment. My uh, my wife uh, texted me, and she never. And, and Rick can t- can attest to this. We haven't. I haven't been there in a year because we have a kid, and we're, our lives are so busy sure. and everything. Uh, and she has not asked to go one time. And she goes, "Hey, what's the name of the comic you're having on tomorrow?" And I said, "John Heffron." And we used to. Her and I used to watch you on Last Comic Standing right together. And she's like, "We need to. We got to go." And I was like, "Wow, my wife is really into you." Right. 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 So, uh, do you like going to be to be entertained as a, a radio guy? I, you know, because like you don't get jaded, not jaded, but it's a thing. You know what I mean? You kind of feel like. What uh, do you mean? Like when you go to can a, you sit and watch a comic and just enjoy yourself? I love it, man. Okay, I love it. I, t- I you don't think? Oh, blah, blah, blah. I wish you did that bit on my show. I wish. You no, know, God, you just go. no, 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 no. I, I leave it's all complete, that crap and then I just, separate. just I relax and I've always enjoyed it, man. I, and I get, love talking to comedians. You know, and I I love that whole world. Right. I love it. I mean, God, I I mean, and then I can watch the, a comic all day. Yeah, and then you get some date night points with your with your wife. Right. Right. You know. That, so are you are way. you married now? What's I've the been story? For 12, 13 years, whatever the math is. Yeah. It and doesn't, she's, you know, who keeps track cuz here's what I've learned is, you know, at midnight, whatever good husband points you do, you you gained that day, it, it they expire. At are you still at the point where you're getting points? Oh, do you not even are you at the thing where you don't even get credit for um, uh, good deeds? Not really. Oh, not anymore. See, I didn't even know that they just stopped even. Kind of like once because you become, I'm twelve. I'm about twelve. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm twelve, thirteen. I'm four. I'm ten. Twelve. I'm twelve years in. Twelve years in. So yeah, no. If you get points for that day, but the, you wake up the next day and whatever you did the day before doesn't it doesn't transfer over. Oh no, you're you absolutely you, correct. You don't ever become absolutely correct. You don't ever become executive platinum. <laughs> You know, you get no type of right. status. You go right back to, you're to back level at zero. zero. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're group four the next day. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, by the end of the night, you could be executive platinum, but that goes away the second they wake up. Let me ask you something. Do you uh, do you still travel like you used to when you first started the whole yeah, thing? Yeah, probably. This this year, I think I booked up one of my last weeks, so 52 weeks, probably at least 42 weeks. Um, really? I'm someplace. So let me ask you this. As you get older, because you and I... We're probably about the same age, yeah. and we we have similarities in our 24. marriage years and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> right. So, uh, but don't, but do you feel like as you get older, you? I thought I would be less stressed about everything, but as I get older, I start thinking a little, you know, life in a more cerebral way. Like I used to think of things being funny, haha, you know, so what? It's no big deal. And now I I like I really think I think I overthink things. Do you, are you that way at all? Yes, and, it, and it's changed. Here's what I think. It's uh, for me. I think we're reaching that age where, and I don't even know how to compare this to, but I think about this a lot. Where you're becoming invisible, right? And I know, okay, whether this is our society or sad, I'm not saying whatever. But once you reach a certain age, it's a whole different world. You go to different restaurants, like let's say senior citizens. You just they eat at different places. Mm. They they're out at different places, and nobody even unless it's your grandparent, them as a group, you right. really don't even consider them existing. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. But, so, so you start to become invis- if me and you, okay, if we are walked into a bar, okay, mm-hmm. let, let's say let's say you know 
we, we love our wives, but let's just it's, it's no. We, we're out it's for an a night. Ultimate wor- world. We're just out. We would be invisible in that bar. <laughs> yeah. Does right. that make sense? Like, of I don't course. know how to describe this the well, great way. And people are like, well, why do you need people to look at you? Well, there's a point in, in a life where you'd walk in and girls your age would kind of look. But now I think. Oh, God. So, and then here's another. I don't know if this is your question, but I just had this conversation with a buddy of mine. Um, he got in a really bad car accident. He was in Michigan, right? That, like, when it was icy and he hit a wall at like 80 miles an hour. Mm. And he knew he was going to hit this wall. Like, you just, your car started sure. fishtailing. It was one of those things that you're just like, oh, man, I know this is going to happen, right? So, luckily, he was okay. Just a couple of dings and bruises. So then we started talking about life, and there's a commercial. I don't know. I think it's for, like, for some drug alcohol thing, but the guy in the commercial says, I know that there's more time behind me than there is ahead of me. That yeah. sentence bums me out. That really and I'm not sucks. Old. Dude, you're not old and I'm not. I know, I mean, but like, you know, we're come not, on. We're still that at that age where, but now I start going, okay, let's just figure out the math on this. Yeah. Even if I'm crazy, crazy healthy, tops I have I know. 35 years, let's say tops. I mean, that's putting me into, you know, 90s, I think. That's even, and then out of that- <laughs> What's your quality of life? Like, right. Even though you're alive. Okay, so now I'm doing some math. Now I got... so here's, Yeah, 20 maybe. So, so here's what makes it feel good. Even like I have a lot of big like I want to shoot a special. I want to put out an album. I'm trying to write a book. And all this stuff is like, should I do this? Blah, blah, blah. What if that? And then I decided even if I make the biggest mistakes ever. Okay, whatever. Let's say I, I mess up super super bad mm-hmm. i don't have that much longer to live with that bad that bad thing i did so why not does that's that make a great, sense no that's an awesome way to look at it that's an awesome you like you do it's a very positive twice? way to look yeah, at it like why, why who cares at this point but who see cares? the but the thing is with with you uh you went through a lot of thinking before you got to that point <laughs> you well, went through I'm, a lot i'm alone in my hotel room 23 <laughs> hours a day the right hour that i'm on stage is the only time i'm around other human beings and the rest of it is me eating vending machines, sitting right. alone <laughs> in a hotel, and not out trying to be seen. Right. Uh, my my, uh, I used to do. Um, uh, I used to Pilates? work. Sorry, Pilates. No, never. Oh no, I'm just uh, I, I, I probably need to. Zumba? But I no, I did uh, a talk show in Detroit for like four years, and my producer uh, on radio. Yeah, on ninety seven point one. When it was all talk? It was all talk. Okay, what, what? Kramer and Twitch. Um, we we were on when Howard was on. Okay, so you I were on when I was on in Detroit. Were you, were you on when I was Danny on two thousand one, um, two thousand th- no, through no, two thousand five. No, I got fired in two thousand. We were right after you then. I got yeah. Anyways, anyway. the guy said this old producer of mine sends me uh, some tapes of shows, and, uh, and so I'm sitting around listening to it, and me and my guy partner are are having a conversation back then about where we would be now. Okay. And I am nowhere close <laughs> to you know th- you know and so when you start thinking about okay so what was I thinking 15 years ago where I would be now at this age so now I'm thinking well what, where will I be and what will I be doing in 15 yeah. years from now I don't even know if I can picture that well you hope because here's like I even wrote a book called that come to you from the future that I, I talked to young guys and girls uh, in their 20s right because <clears throat> I think eventually. Um, you don't realize everything you're doing to your body now, if you're in your 20s, is on credit. Mm. Your body's going to remember every every night that you partied, right, right. every weekend that you stayed up, 
everything that you did. Your body, that doesn't, you don't get that for free. Right. Your body doesn't go, just, just do whatever you want. This is a freebie. Yeah. Eventually, those decisions make up. I have friends of mine now that are like on Facebook, constantly political this, political that. Mm-hmm. Boy, Obama doesn't, da, da, da. And, and, you know, maybe their careers or the money that they make isn't to a point where they can have a little bit of freedom. But right. me knowing them, I remember in seventh grade when they decided school wasn't important. <laughs> you know I mean, I was there when yeah. they had those decisions where they go, I'm going to go out back and smoke. I'm going to go. I'm going to go do this and that. And I'm not going to. So guess what? All of that catches up to you. Sure. And now you're in your mid 40s and you're wondering why your life because you made decisions back. You know, so my thing that I've always in not that this is the motivational hour on, on your show, but I've always done this exercise where what would happen if you talk to your future self? Like, so mm-hmm. if you were your age now and you can do this and you go on some magic run on some right. street and every mailbox you pass is the future you, you know, yeah. if you saw the 18 year old you, that guy would probably be like, you go get them and you just, that's go, right. Eh, eh, bah, bah. And then you take that energy and then you see the 20 year old yeah. you 30. Well, and then eventually if you were to see the, the oldest you possible. Okay. Yep. Surrounded by loved ones and friends, and you have the house that that it doesn't have to be a big house, but your your home. Okay, mm-hmm. and you see all that. That old guy, which is you, would look at you and go, "Hey, if you want this, if you want to be surrounded by loved ones, if you want this life, there's some things you need to start doing, and some things you need to stop doing mm. back there, and you know exactly what they are." They're not. You don't have to dig. Where the where the hell did this come from, John? It's me. Sitting, I mean, that's like inspirational right? stuff. Right. That's dude. a good. That's my thing. Is you know. I'm exactly. not being sarcastic. I mean, that's that's well <laughs> you, done. You need some. You know what you need to stop and start right now to get to that place. Okay, you are. but let me ask you this. And, and, and I can along. show you with no money down how to buy small <laughs> apartment buildings. And if you come to my seminar, but let me ask no, you this though. Okay, <laughs> and, and and you, I don't know what kind of life you have, you've had in, in the past. I don't know, you know. What, what your deal was, but I look back and look back on all the, the crazy shit I did and all the, just the, the debauchery, and I look back on it, and there's a part of me that is glad that I did that, you know, oh, like, yeah. I enjoyed my youth, I mean, I had a blast, right, um, had some, you know, dings along the way with right. that, but I enjoyed it, um, do you think of life like that in those I look terms? back or, the do, only you, or time do you think, man, I, had, I was a dumbass and I shouldn't have, you know. No, I lived it pretty, you know, of course there were, there were those moments, but I was on, um, and he's actually my neighbor, but we always say, hey, we should meet up, and we never do, and I sat next to him on my flight last week coming back to L.A. It was this uh, uh, Ray Parker Jr.? You know the singer? What? Yeah. So that's your neighbor. Well, yeah, but I mean, over by a street or two. But we always see each that's other. Odd. That's odd. That's an odd. That's an odd name. Cool, have a, and that guy's written like you think of Ghostbusters and and all yeah. the other slower stuff. There. How old is he now? He's got to be in his late fifties, right? But he's okay. he wrote all the new edition songs. There's like a lot of cool Stevie Wonder stuff. There's a lot of stuff he's done. So we were talking about. I, I don't even know how we got into it. I go, man, I wish, you know, because he's from Detroit, and I go, I wish I had some of my money back because I was making some good coin when I was in my 20s. But I was also, I'd meet a girl at the bar, and I go, hey, next weekend you want to go to Toronto? 
and we'd fly to Toronto because you could drink. And then yeah. I, we'd go to see Phantom of the Opera, and then we'd get a hotel. And I had this whole like little like move. I saw Phantom of the Opera like a billion times. But it was like <laughs> a good date, right? Yeah. And he's like, I have zero regret on that stuff. He goes, that's, you know, he goes, that's what it's for. You know, you're going to sock it away. He goes, the only, he goes, the, my only biggest regret is uh, he bought a, ri- I forgot what Kari said, like right when he first, there, there was, he had hits before Ghostbusters. Yeah. Like when a woman needs a man, just like you do. Boom, boom, oh. Oh. Like um, he said he bought a Rolls Royce. He was oh, like 23, wow. and he goes, it was a junk car, it, like it was in the shop, and he said that was the only, like his only biggest regret, it's not going on adventures and doing whatever, it's just buying this really expensive thing, and I've always lived, not being motivation again, I, I've always l- kind of done uh, experiences over stuff, like uh, I'll tell you this, this story, I think it's, it, it brings that home. So that's why I don't have regrets on, on that set. If, uh, after my mom, my mom, when she was passing away, she was in hospice at her department. And then the hospice nurse said, hey, you have to come and get your mom. Uh, we have to take her to the hospice hospice, not at home. There, we have a bed at yeah. this place, right? So I go, and then my mom's in the car, and the woman goes, go get, go get some of your mom's, uh, mo- her, your mom's things. And then we're going to drive, blah, 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 blah. So I'm sitting in my mom's apartment, or standing in my mom's apartment going, what What am I supposed to get? Yeah. She's, we know why she's going to hospice. Yeah. We know why there's not a return visit home. So what do I bring? And I've never, I was literally locked with, I don't know what to do right now. I'm a grown guy, and I'm like, and it's I'm silent. A, I'm about to have a, the one person I would ask is my mom. Yeah, like, what do you? What? And I'm looking at all her stuff, and then I'm like, I should get a purse. And then I'm like, why does she need it? She doesn't need ID to to die. <laughs> like, I'm literally, I'm having all these conversations. Right? It was, yeah. it was tough. So and so, she was drinking a lot of root beer at the time. So I grabbed, uh, I grabbed a, a, a twelve pack of root beer in pajamas. Wow. And I threw the pajamas in a plastic bag and the root beer. I'm like, literally, maybe she had her purse with her. And I'm walking out of apartment, and she has my mom always had nice stuff. And do I buy this? Do I do all that? And I had a weird moment as I'm holding that going, at the end of the day, with all the stuff my mom needed, and, oh, boy, if I just bought this nice couch or this thing or that thing, it turned out to be a 12-pack of root beer and pajamas. Oh, my God. Like that whole thing. So, like, so at, at, at Ever since then, my whole thing is experiences over stuff. Like, all your stuff is going to get in your kid's way. Your kid doesn't want to move that to a storage unit and try to sell that stuff. And, boy, that oh, that's mom's dresser. Now I'm stuck with it even though it smells. And so now all my money is spent on doing things with with my family. Because that that you don't got to store. If I were a woman, I would have sex with you right Right now. now. That was great, buddy. Thank you very much. John, I'm a huge fan. Love you, brother. Guys, thanks so much. We'll see you uh, this weekend. The Kramer Show Podcast. What's going on in there? Have a comment? Call the voicemail. 419-777-1121. This is The Kramer Show. This is simple. Join us or pursue your present course and face obliteration.